Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you, would you enter with me very quickly because I, I believe, I want y'all to be ready to sing that in just a moment. I, I feel like that God wants me to have special prayer for folks here today and I, I do want to exhort you before because I, I feel like I've been given a word from God and this song just fits very much with what I feel like God has the Bible tells us in Psalms 90 39 pardon me in verse 7 and now O Lord what wait I for my hope is in thee they just got through singing you never failed me yet I just want to tell you failure isn't a part of God God cannot fail nor will he fail I want to speak for just a few moments I'm gonna ask you to be seated and I want to speak to you on what now Many times we experience victory after we have endured hardships. We've fought battles and overcome adversity, and then what? What now? What do we do after we've crossed the finish line? What do we do after we get a prayer through? What do we do after we've made a choice to follow the Lord? What now? We may not realize it, but we face numerous what now moments in our lives. And I believe there's people here today that you're right in the midst of a what now moment. That what now moment can be confusing. The Bible tells us about Israel, and I want you to follow very quickly with me, but they saw the results of the miraculous. They saw the water turned into blood. They saw the river into blood. They saw a, a plague of frogs and lice and, and, and flies and, and boils and hail and locusts and darkness. And this was not average circumstances, what they saw. Not only did they see it, but God had put a line so that Egypt was plagued by it, but the children of Israel were not. It was something that you would think that any normal person would go, wow, just across that line where the Egyptians live, they're going through torment, but none of these problems are facing us. And then the firstborn dies in all of Egypt, the firstborn of animals and the firstborn of, of, uh, of adult or children rather. And the firstborn in every household is, has died, but it didn't affect Israel. And I'm making a point to you because now Israel is getting the opportunity to leave bondage. And they get out and they're celebrating. They're having a great time. No more are they under slavery, but they come to the Red Sea. And at the Red Sea, that was their what now moment. What now? 
In fact, they responded negatively. Here's what they did. They looked at Moses and they said, in Exodus chapter 14, verse 11, they said, because there was no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Basically, we told you so. What'd you bring us out here? In their what now moment, they just got through seeing God plague Egypt and delivering them but when their first trial outside of bondage comes their way, they did not handle it well. I'm just asking you today to look inwardly because some of you are at a what now moment. What are you gonna do when the devil throws the left hook at you? When you're facing your Red Sea, what now? When you get to your what now moment, Exodus chapter 14, verse 15 puts it this way. Go forward. That was the command. What now? Go forward. Well, how am I going to go forward? There's a red sea in front of me, and death is closing in behind me. The Egyptians are coming. They're going to kill us. They're going to destroy us. And there's no way to get across. But when there looks like there is no way, there is one that is the way. And his name is Jesus. And he said, I am the way, the truth, the life. The command is still go forward. Not look back, not seek shelter, but go forward. Often adversity itself uh, uh, hinders us and, and we find adversity presents itself and we panic. Panic is not faith. Frog, remember frog, fully rely on God. Whether there's a Red Sea in front of you and Egyptians charging behind you, fully rely on God. They just got through singing and you were rejoicing. He's never failed me yet. If he never failed you, he's not going to fail you. He's not capable of failing you. Our God is not capable of failing you, amen. But what about the unknown? What is on the other side of the Red Sea? I'm, I'm fearful to move forward. I know I can't look back because there's death approaching me behind. What do I do? You fully rely on God and go forward. Listen, look to the source of your circumstances. Go forward. Miracles are ahead. Memories are behind. Promises are forward. Poverty was behind. There is a new day dawning. The Bible tells us about another example. And why I want to give you examples is I want you to know that you are not the only person to have ever experienced a, a problem or a temptation. The Bible calls this man blind Bartimaeus. And this story is found in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. And the Bible points out something I had never picked up on until I was preparing for this message. The Bible is fresh and new, by the way. If you're not reading it, get into it because it's fresh and it's new. But the Bible says, Jesus, as Jesus was leaving Jericho. It was a place where walls had fallen. 
It was a place where the miraculous had taken place. And, and it was the hand of God that had caused the walls to fall. It wasn't the, the children of Israel marching around it. It was the hand of God. The miraculous had taken place there. I had never picked up on the fact that blind Bartimaeus was out where Jesus was leaving the city where the walls used to be, where the hand of God had one time touched. I don't know, it, uh, he might not have put it together, but I'm just wondering if blind Bartimaeus had not said, I'm at least gonna sit where God had moved one time before. I'm just gonna get somewhere. You know, there's a lot of folks say, I don't need to come to church. Well, that's one of the biggest lies that the devil has been using for decades, for centuries. We do need to be where the hand of God has moved. We do need to be where brothers and sisters can join in and pray for us. If the devil is telling you on that lie, you rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Here's the deal. Bartimaeus was sitting where the hand of God had moved. And in verse 47, the Bible says, and when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, uh, that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48 is one of the saddest verses of all the Bible. And many, everyone say many. many. That's M-A-N-Y, not M-I-N-N-I-E. It wasn't a woman that walked up, it wasn't a woman named Minnie that walked up and said, be quiet. It was many people that walked up to him and said, hold your peace. In other words, shut your mouth. Shut your trap. We're trying to have a parade with the healer. We're trying to have a parade with a miracle worker. We're trying to have a parade with a teacher. And all you wanna do is sit there and yell for him to come your way. Shut up. And the world is still trying to do that today to men, women, young people, children. Shut up. Don't call out Jesus. Don't speak his name. Don't call out for him. But I just want to tell you, at that point, blind Bartimaeus had a what now moment. Some of you are right there, right now. Shut up. You're going to interrupt the parade. Shut up. You're going to interrupt church service. Oh boy, now I'm getting ready. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for what you just... Uh-huh. This choir was just singing and some of you wanted to raise your hand. But there was a devil somewhere that popped up and said, Uh-uh. Someone might see you do that. Shut up. Come on. Yeah, go ahead and repent. 
If you didn't raise your hand when God was moving on you, go ahead and repent right now. The altar is open. Go ahead and repent. You don't even have to come here. Just say, I'm sorry, God. Some of you raised your hand, but you really kind of wanted to, hey, this is feeling good, but you, oh no, uh -uh, uh -uh. I'm in my Sunday best and I just got my hair did. Mm -hmm. Come on. And the devil's saying, shut up, shut up. Don't do that. You're getting a little loud. The person in front of you probably won't like it. Well, let me just tell you, the person in front of you is not God. The person next to you is not God. The person behind you is not God. I just want to tell you right now, you and I have a choice. What now? What are we going to do right now? What are we going to do with our circumstance right now? Blind Bartimaeus had a what now moment. What are you going to do? The choice is yours. I believe someone just shook the devil off and said, you're not going to shut me up in the house of my God. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him. Come on. One more time. Praise him. One more time. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise your name, dear Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Here's what the deal was. Here's a man sitting there, blind. I'm imagining he's sitting near where the wall once was, but the hand of God had one time touched. And he may be thinking, well, can lightning strike twice in the same place? Can the power of God come right back down? And Jesus was leaving Jericho and lo and behold, there was a blind man. Who is that coming by? It's Jesus. Jesus who? Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, Jesus, the son of David. Yep, Jesus, the son of David. Jesus, the healer. Yeah, that's the one. Jesus, the miracle worker. Yeah. Oh, oh something welled up in him. And the what now moment became something he had to deal with. Do I keep my mouth shut? Do I... I do want to be a good politically correct blind man. We just don't cry out like that in the church I go to. You might need to change churches. I just want to say this for the TV audience and for those watching on Facebook. I appreciate your wonderful comments all over this city. I'll be at places and, and I'll see people come up and they'll say, we go to so-and-so church. Boy, we like what y'all have going on at Bethesda. (laughs) 
I'd just like to say some of you are having a what now moment right now watching television or watching this on Facebook. You need to go ahead and come out the closet. You really want to be a Pentecostal. You really want to experience the move of God, but you just have, you've just gotten stuck in tradition. Come on. Oh, yeah. Look here, if you think it's good over the television, if you think it's good over Facebook, you ought to be right here with hundreds of people worshiping and feeling the presence of God right now. Hallelujah. If a drug addict could feel what I feel right now, there would never be another drug addict. If an alcoholic could get one taste of the wine of Jesus Christ, there wouldn't be any more drunkards. Amen. Oh, my Lord. I'm just about through. Go ahead. Get on your feet. Get on your feet. What now? I've got a choice. I've got a choice to make. Many people are telling me to be quiet. Oh, what am I going to do? Do I let this opportunity pass? Do I let this opportunity for a miracle walk by? Do, do I let this opportunity for a life-changing moment walk by me? Oh my, think about it. Think about it. How terrible would it be for you to leave this powerful worship service and Jesus is walking through this congregation and for you to walk out of here bound in the same bondage that you came in. Oh, it would be terrible. How horrible would it be to walk out with your same illness, to still be blind, still be in your problem. He had a what now moment. What should I do? Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we should do right there. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Be quiet. Be quiet. What now? I believe after he weighed it all out. He said, I just don't give a rip. I don't care what anyone else says. I don't see or feel any other blind person around me. I must be the only one and I'm not gonna leave here like I came. I don't believe I have to leave here like I came. Now, I'm trying to quit, so y'all help me. Y'all help me quit. I'm not trying to prime this. I'm not trying to prime this. I just don't have any money in my wallet right here. I just want to tell you, 
Oh, blind Bartimaeus probably did something like this. He probably said, I don't have any money. So I'm not going to be able to buy my way. Is there a priest or a preacher around where I could join your church where I could get me a blessing? Come on, help me out. He didn't have to join the church. He didn't have to pay his tithe. There wasn't an offering bucket passed. Jesus didn't walk up to him and say, now if for $39.95, I'll give you one eye. If you'll put in an extra 20, we'll heal both eyes. It wasn't any of that junk going on. Should I be quiet or should I go on? Should I be quiet? Should I go on? Jesus! <laughs> Thou son of David, have mercy on me. We told you to be quiet. Jesus! Thou son of David, have mercy on me. If you don't shut up, I'm going to get the biggest, baddest usher that we have. And we're going to escort you out. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the master came to where he was. I got to tell you that again. Oh, blind Bart didn't know how to get to Jesus, but Jesus knew how to get to him. And I believe that Jesus knows how to get to you today. And what is your dilemma now? What? Here's the deal. He cried out and he got results. I, I, I want my altar workers, I want you to make a move on up here very quickly. I want ministers to get ready. This is going to take a little time, but I feel it in my spirit. I feel this in my spirit. We've got too many people that are being hushed by the devil. We've got too many people who are allowing the things of this world to silence them. We've got too many people that are allowing church service after church service to go by and they're not reaching out and getting hold of Jesus. They're not getting his attention. I'm here today to tell you that God wants to heal. God wants to deliver. God wants to supply. But someone must cry out. Now you might say, preacher, it's against my nature. Look here, I want you to understand. Blind Bartimaeus cried out with his voice. He was in a crowd. I'm not saying every one of you have to cry out, but if you feel like doing it, you go ahead and do it. But I want you to know somehow you have to cry out. Whether it's from the depths of your heart or if it's with your voice lifted up, somebody here today needs to cry out and say, this is my day. This is my hour. This is my moment. This is my what now moment. Cancer. 
no one likes to hear it. I've known people who wouldn't even say the word. I'm afraid to say it. I want someone here today to say, the doctor has told me that I've got it. Or the doctor is suspecting that I got it. But I'm gonna cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, you're bigger than cancer. You're more powerful than cancer. Back trouble, neck trouble, eye problems, ear problems, marital problems. Jesus, you're bigger than my marriage problem. Jesus, you're bigger than my frailty. And I'm gonna get, you've never failed me yet. And I'm gonna believe and I'm gonna receive. So here's what I need for you to do. I'm first of all, I don't want anyone to leave this building and not know this Jesus that I'm talking about. But at the end of this, I'm gonna offer anyone an opportunity to come and, and be prayed for. We're gonna move you through, but I'm believing God's gonna heal. I believe God's gonna deliver. Some of you have already said, I'm not going through the prayer line. I'm not going through it. I don't, I, I don't want that to happen. I want you to take that off. I don't believe God is moving in this direction for you to stay in the condition that you're in. My Lord God, there's a move of faith in this building. Choir, do you feel it? Do you feel it? Congregation, do you feel it? I feel it in this house. I feel it in this house. Hallelujah. Yes. I want everyone to bow your head for just a moment. Father God, if there's one, if there's one who is lost, they're not a Christian. If they died, they would not go to heaven. They don't know this Jesus that I've been preaching about. But Lord, before I pray for the sick, I want to pray for the spiritually sick. Heavenly Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, if there's one who is spiritually dead, they need Jesus Christ to forgive them of their sins. Would you right now, dear Heavenly Father, help them to say, please forgive me of all of my sins. Please come into my heart. Please wash my sins away and save my soul. Change me from who I am. And I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior right now. I'm no longer a servant of sin and a servant of the devil, but I am a servant of the Most High God from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. All every Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.